No matter what the situation, no matter what the mistake, no matter what the failing, no matter your brokenness, he's there. He promises to be there. He promises to be faithful, to pick up all the pieces, to collect your tears in a bottle and wash you with them and bring restoration into your life. So hold on, my friend. Hope is just a prayer away. So never give up. Never give in. Dare to believe. One more time. Because he's faithful. Hang in there, my friend. Your blessing's just ahead. You might not see it. You might not feel it, but all you got to do is know that if God is in front of you, the blessing is right there. So reach out. Reach out to Him. Because in Him, everything you're looking for is right in the center of His heart. And all you got to do is run into the center of it and let Him surround you with His goodness and his grace, and his mercy. He just keeps pouring it out fresh every day, waiting for you to receive it. So walk with open hands. Be willing to receive. No, you don't deserve it. None of us do. But that's why Jesus came. To bridge the gap between you and God and give you everything you don't deserve. His love, his mercy, his grace, his goodness, his blessings, all of your dreams come true. It's not about you. It's about what he wants to do in you to glorify himself. Yeah, he wants to show off. He wants to use you and to show out, to show the world who he is in your life. So have faith. Open your hands. Open your heart. Be open. Believe. Know that his love overcomes everything in your life. So stand fast and trust him. Trust him to bring you through whatever it is that you're struggling with right now. Because he's faithful, my friend. I know. I'm a living witness. You can be too. Hi, this is Michelle McKinney-Hammond and welcome to Life Talk. We've been talking about how to make life work, how to build the life that you desire to live in. We've talked about foundations and pillars and we've moved on to tools. And the first tool we discussed was wisdom. Today I want to talk to you a little about your attitude as huge and very powerful tool when it comes to building your life. It doesn't matter what you say. Your actions reveal your true attitude toward life, yourself, and others. It's been said that attitude is everything, and it is, well, almost. It is another power tool that can make or break a life, that's for sure. Your attitude determines your thoughts, words, and actions. Your actions invite specific responses that further solidify your attitude, which propels your next action, which invites the next response. Whew. 
This can become a vicious cycle of defeat or lead to a systematic progression of success in every area of your life. As people think in their hearts, so are they. It's just that simple. Your attitude is the outward manifestation or reflection of who you are. When making clearly destructive choices, people often say, well, God knows my heart. People say this to excuse their actions, yet the very things they do reveal exactly what thoughts, desires, and attitudes they really harbor in their hearts. There is no separation between your attitude and your actions. One compels the other. So how does your attitude work for you in life? Your attitude can generate actions that bear abundant fruit or render you completely ineffective and unfruitful. Consider the story of the master who gave talents to three of his servants in Matthew 24. He considered the ability of each servant before he distributed five to one, two to another, and one to the third servant, and then left on a lengthy journey. Two of the servants believed the master was good and would reward them if they increased his investment. When the master returned, they were excited to share that they had doubled what he'd given them. The master, of course, celebrated their achievement. But the third servant, well, he had a completely different attitude. He harbored animosity toward and fear of the master. Instead of pursuing anything that could have increased what he had, he chose to bury his talent for safekeeping. In the end, he returned only what his initial portion had been. This servant didn't trust his master to reward him. He abdicated responsibility for the talent left in his care. This displeased the master greatly. He called the servant wicked and lazy and took the one talent back and gave it to one of the other servants. The moral of the story? Your attitude can rob you of tremendous blessings and set you up for unnecessary failure. This is why it's important to have faith as well as knowledge of God. If we truly know his heart, we should also know that he has distributed gifts to us according to his knowledge of our potential. We should never envy others, but simply focus on what we have to share and strive to increase what we have. When we prove ourselves faithful with a little, we will be made rulers over much. Don't miss this. Doubting our ability is really doubting God's ability. We can do anything with God's help. The psalmist wrote, In your strength I can crush an army. With my God I can scale any wall. If that is true, self-doubt has no place in our minds. Our faith should never be in ourselves anyway. The blueprint, which is the Bible, tells us it is not by force or by strength, natural power or might, that anything is accomplished, but by my spirit as we follow his instructions. All thinking not conducive to victorious living must be trashed. Now, you cannot get rid of something without replacing it with something else. As I mentioned earlier, this is why the master architect instructs us on what we should think about. Let these good thoughts reshape our attitudes. Did you know that you'll attract what you are as well as what you believe you deserve? This, by the way, is simply the law of God firmly established in the universe. Your beliefs can be determined by what your parents or others taught you. You may also solidify an attitude based on a series of positive or negative experiences. This is why it's important to examine whether the attitude you hold or what you believe you deserve is objectively true or based on an emotional experience. 
Remember that emotions are responses, not a reliable analysis of the issue you're dealing with. Attitude can also be colored by motive, so purity of your agenda is essential when it comes to separating fact from fiction. If you focus on the positive instead of the negative, that is what you will not only attract but pursue. Your body will follow what you believe and lead you into places that will assist you in getting what you want out of life. If, however, you focus on the negative and believe only the worst about yourself, you will get only what you do not want and weave a tale of woe that includes blaming others and not taking ownership for your life as well as wallowing in a pool of regret. Doing away with fear, anger, doubt, and unbelief is essential for the right attitudes to take root and bear fruit in your life. You see, you have to make room for right thoughts. Embrace what is really true. You are loved. You are valuable. You do have something to contribute to your community, to the world. Yes, this is what is true. So conduct yourself that way. Your mind determines your attitude, and your attitude determines your destination. Think on what is honorable, what is praiseworthy, what nurtures a grateful heart. These thoughts will create a great attitude and a great outcome in this life that you're building. Even the world gets this. It's no secret. But either of two major attitudes can, if you make them part of your every day and every thought, demolish your hopes for a life that works. Let's look at these. First, the attitude of entitlement. If you're stuck in bad attitude mode, a deep truth must be acknowledged. An idol is taking up residence in your heart. What idol, you ask? The idol of how you think your life should be and isn't. What you should have acquired by now but haven't. What God should have done for you but didn't. Or worse yet, what He should not have allowed but did. It's all about you and your desires rather than yielding to the Master Architect's blueprint for your life whether you understand it all or not. When we begin to idolize the life we want and remain bitter because it hasn't appeared, we cling to wrong thoughts and ungrateful murmurings and miss what is present to celebrate right here, right now. This type of self-indulgence sends our lives further on the downward spiral. An attitude of entitlement declares we are due so much more than we have. It's impossible to stop that spiral unless you're committed to making a drastic inward change. As Jonah said in the belly of the fish after having three days to think about it, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Put another way, those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. If you're so distracted by what is not presently in place in your life, you cannot see and celebrate the blessings of the mercies that you do have. Attitude is the tool you can use to escape the destruction negativity can bring. A grateful heart sets the stage for greater blessings. Secondly, the attitude of victimization. Many years ago, I took a trip to Florida. Once in my room, I heard a disturbing, continuous noise. I knew I wouldn't get any sleep if I stayed there, so I dragged my bags back down to the front desk and switched rooms. Once I was safely in my second room, I noticed the same irritating noise. This time I was tired and annoyed, so I called the front desk to complain. They were most apologetic, this time sending a bellman to help me move to yet another room. As a matter of fact, this time they put me in a suite to make up for my trouble. 
After I settled in once again, the noise returned. I couldn't believe it. I began walking around the room, trying to find the source of the noise. The closer I got to my toiletry suitcase, the louder it became. I was mortified to learn it was my electric toothbrush happily churning away in the bottom of my bag. (laughs) The frustration had been no one's fault but my own. Are you getting this? Sometimes it's not everybody else. Sometimes your problem developed only because of you. You are the source of your own pain, shame, or undesirable situation. Claiming the attitude that you're always the victim, never the victor, creates a dysfunctional life. A person who believes she is always a victim of other people's malicious intent or bullying will never have a life that works. In every repeated cycle, you must be aware that the common denominator is you. So check yourself. Check your attitude. Now it's time to flip the script. What should the right attitude be? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can be loved, productive, and overcomer. All means all. Say these words out loud. In the meantime, I will be grateful for where I am, who I am, and whose I am. I will develop an attitude of gratitude. I will focus on the positive, accept the negative, and put it in the right perspective. I will rejoice in all things, counting them as one more step closer to getting the life I want. And if I don't feel it the first time I try to rejoice, I will rejoice again until I can get to a place of authentic praise in order to release new strength in my being. I will see even my setbacks as opportunities to learn yet one more priceless lesson that will assist me in moving forward and building a life that works. When you can say this in genuine earnestness, you will see the salvation of the Lord at work in your life in every area. And that, my friend, will make life work for you as it should. Let me leave you with this construction tip. If you find yourself stuck or failing to function in life as you should, check your attitude. If you need a new tool, by all means, get it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd love to address whatever is on your mind on a broadcast. So why not email me at lifetalkmmh at gmail.com. Oh, and make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Michelle McKinney Hammond. Like my fan page on Facebook at Michelle McKinney Hammond. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter at McKinney Hammond for even more inspiration. For your goodness and your grace and the wonders of your ways and the miracles you constantly amaze me with. I'll